What's up there, good peoples? I want to talk to you guys today about how to deal with inherited tenants. Um, so what is an inherited tenant? Um, let's say you're purchasing a, uh, you know, you're looking to purchase a new property. Nice three, four family property. Uh, shoot, it could be a hundred unit property. It doesn't matter. But you're probably going to be inheriting tenants. Uh, that's basically when you purchase a property that already has tenants in it. It's not vacant. All right. Um, so how to deal with those tenants uh, and some things that you should know um, about those inherited tenants. So inherited tenants can be beneficial. All right. The um, when you purchase a property um, with tenants in it, you know, uh, it, as long as they're good quality tenants, then psh, that's, that's a great thing. You know, they pay their rent on time. They don't cause damage to your unit. Uh, they're not arguing and bickering with uh, with one another. That's a great thing. All right. But the thing is that you don't know what you're going to get. And that is where the risk comes in. OK, um, you don't know um, if they were screened properly. You don't know if they were screened at all. All right. Um, and so that could be an issue. You don't know if they were properly trained. Um, and what I mean by that is I, I believe that uh, that you have to to train people, not even just tenants, but you have to train people on how to treat you as a person. And, and uh, especially um, when it comes to business. All right. Um, I, I, I just believe, like I said, rather it's it's uh, tenants or rather it's on your full time job or rather it's just, you know, wherever. OK, I believe that uh, you need to train people how to treat you if you want to be treated with respect. Um, you have to. Uh, and that's just in your dealings with them and your conversation with them. It's not like obviously some official training course or what have you. Um, but you, you have to teach people how you want to be treated. And it's no different as it pertains to uh, to this real estate investing business um, and dealing with tenants. So, um, again, you don't know how uh, they have been trained uh, as tenants. Did the last landlord accept late payments without late fees? Uh, without implementing late fees, did the last landlord um, just, you know, kind of allow them to really run rampant and do whatever it is that they wanted to do? Leave trash um, in the common areas, leave trash uh, in, in the in the backyard, the front yard, leave toys hanging everywhere, um, you know, uh, trip hazards, different safety hazards um, everywhere, uh, so on and so forth. Did they just really not care about about the property? That's you know, that would lead to a tenant that's not properly trained to be a good tenant. Um, or on the on the flip side, were they a, a, a great landlord and they they didn't tolerate, you know, trash being left in the common areas, trash being left um, in the uh, in the front yard, the backyard, what have you. Um, did Were they implementing um, late fees when, when a tenant paid late um, and so on and so forth? So these are things that you just don't know. And that could lead to, um, to you know, to different risks. Uh, because like I said, you don't know how they trained their tenant. The truth of the matter is that you won't really know until you have actually purchased the property. There are some things that you can do leading up to, uh, the, the closing that can, you know, kind of, um, that can help you out to, to help you with a, a successful, uh, acquisition and, and, and successful and ex to start a successful relationship with the tenant. Um, there are some things that, that you can do. Uh, but like I said, the, tr the truth of the matter is that you never will really know what you're getting yourself into until after the closing. However, I'm going to get into some of those things that, that you can do um, to, to help out to uh, to make to uh, better your chances of knowing what exactly you're getting yourself into uh, as it pertains to inherited tenants. 
But before we get into that, I really want you to understand that um, whatever lease is already in place, you have to abide by that lease. So if there's another nine months left on their lease, then for the next nine months, you are stuck with um, with abiding to the rules of that lease as it pertains to the landlord. OK. Um, and then after that lease expires, um, then you can implement your own um, your own lease. All right. Um, if they're on a month to month when you purchase the property, then that's great. Um, in most areas, to my knowledge, in most areas of the country, you just have to give them a, a 30 day notice um, that you are uh, going to make some changes and that that uh, that you're going to implement a new lease um, and so on and so forth. Or if you're going to raise the rents, uh, just give them your 30 days and let them know that you're going to raise the, the rents and so on and so forth. As long as there's no uh, um, annual lease in place um, and it's month to month when you purchase the property, you can do that pretty much right away. But you have to abide by the current lease that's in place when you purchase the property. So um, with that said, um, I definitely recommend for you to re review the lease in detail, understand the current lease prior to purchasing the property. It's I don't know how much more I can really uh, express that it's imperative that you uh, that you read and understand the leases prior to purchasing the property. All right. Um, on top of that, there's also a, a, another document that uh, that I recommend that you have the tenants and the current landlord, the, the seller sign prior to prior to you purchasing the property. And that's called a uh, an estoppel agreement. Some call it an estoppel agreement. Some call it an estoppel statement, an estoppel letter, whatever. It's pretty much all the same thing. Um, I, I actually call mine an estoppel statement. All right. So that's what I'll refer to it here as. Um, so now the estoppel statement is, again, it's something that you have the um, the current tenants uh, sign. And it's basically reiterating things that, that are currently on the lease. Um, and one big reason for this is that you want to make sure that the lease that the seller is presenting you is actually the lease that the um, that the sub, that the tenants agreed to. You don't want it to be. Whereas you know you got the leases in hand. You you now you've closed on the property. You're the new owner, and and uh, the current lease that that you have says that the tenants are paying twelve hundred dollars a month in rents, and they're and then you you like I said you already close on the property. And then they tell you no, um, I have a lease right here. I already signed this with with, with the uh, with the, the the old landlord, and that this lease is for a thousand dollars a month. Now you've already done all your math and calculating how much uh, you can offer on the property, calculating your your, uh, your your returns and all that based on that twelve hundred dollars. Okay, and God forbid this is you know a, a, a three four you know fifty unit property and all the leases are wrong. Okay, um, so you definitely want to make sure that that you have something to whereas the tenants agree. Yes, I've, I agreed to a thousand dollars. The tenants agreed to that. The seller agrees to that. Everybody agrees to that. If there's a property manager in place, this person agrees with that. Everybody agrees we're paying a thousand dollars a month. All right, and that's that's covered on the estoppel statement. So now I actually have an estoppel statement. I'll I will upload it to the um to the show notes. Uh, so if you want to, you can actually go in and uh, either copy most of you know you copy what I have there, or even just download the whole thing. I don't care, and you can use that uh, in your business. Um, so that you can make sure that, you know, with your next property purchase, you know, you know exactly what you're getting. 
but I'm going to go over really quickly what I have in my estoppel statement. And once again, this is, this is just to verify the information that the uh, that the seller is giving you to, to make sure that that uh, what the seller is telling you is on the lease is actually the same thing that the tenant is telling you uh, is going to be on the lease. OK, or is is on the lease. All right. Um, because you don't want that discrepancy after you've already closed on the property. And if there's any discrepancies between what the landlord is saying and what the tenant is saying, then, um, you know, you want to clear that up prior to uh, prior to the closing. All right. Um, and if there is any discrepancies, um, I mean, it, it could very well just be a mistake or it could be maybe the, the, the tenant is being less than truthful and you know they're telling you that they're paying 800 bucks a month when the landlord is saying they're paying a thousand bucks a month or the landlord is paying is is you know less than truthful and telling you that that the tenant is paying 1200 bucks a month when they're actually only paying a thousand bucks a month so again make sure that you have this uh this estoppel statement so that everybody is agreeing prior to the closing this is what we have Th these are the agreements that we have in place all right so um on my estoppel statement i have uh, obviously, the tenant's name, the tenant's address, and the unit number that they are uh, staying in. Um, there's the question, do you have a written lease? Yes or no? Um, if no, do you have a verbal lease or a verbal agreement? Okay. Um, if, if that's the case, what is the verbal agreement? All right. Um, when did your lease begin? And I actually have a place for you to put a date. When does your lease end? Are you currently on a month-to-month -month lease? Yes or no? Then there's also a place here where they can um, uh, list everyone that is living in their unit. That's important as well. How much is your monthly rent? Uh, when is your rent due? Have you paid a security deposit? Yes or no? If yes, how much did you pay? Did you pay for your last month's rent when you moved in? Yes or no? If yes, how much did you pay? And let me actually, before I go on, it's important to know that you as the, uh, as the buyer, when this tenant moves out, it's important that once again, that you honor this, uh, whatever they say that, that they, um, that they uh, paid in security deposits. It's your responsibility to give them that uh, that back. Obviously, if everything is in order, it's your responsibility to uh, to reimburse them for the security deposit when they move out. So once again, that's I don't know how much more I can really stress that you want to make sure that uh, that everybody everybody that's in this transaction is agreeing that this tenant uh, has one thousand dollars or whatever that number is in security deposits or what have you. Okay. So moving on, um, when was the last time you paid your rent? I have an area for a date here. What month was that for? And how much did you pay at that time? What utilities do you pay? So you don't want uh, you know, it to be, whereas the landlord is saying that, yeah, the tenant pays the water bill, but the tenant is saying that they don't pay the water bill. Did you pay any other deposits or uh, prepayments when you moved in? So like pet deposits or anything of that nature? Did, did, did you pay anything else uh, uh, prior to moving in, any other deposits or basically any anything else that I'm going to have to reimburse you for uh, when you move out? If so, how much and what was it for? Do you own any of the appliances in the unit? If yes, which ones? Do you own a pet? If yes, how many and which breeds? Do you have any other written or verbal agreements with the landlord? Yes or no? And if so, then what are they? Are there any problems related to your tenancy or are there any repairs that are needed to your unit? Um, and then obviously there's a section for uh, signatures from all the tenants, the landlord and even the property manager. That's pretty much what I have on my estoppel statement. Um, I think that pretty much covers everything. Um, now, obviously, if, if you have reviewed the lease um, and there are some other things that you want to cover, make sure you put that in the estoppel, uh, the estoppel statement.
all right um because you want to verify with the tenant that uh what the lease says is what the agreement is and that is the only agreement and once again if there's any other agreements you want them to write that down on the estoppel all right um because you definitely want to know that stuff before you close on the property all right um another thing is to just put yourself in the shoes of the uh the inherited tenant think about their stresses think about uh, what they may be going through uh what what's going through their mind all right and and just you know try to keep that in mind um have some some compassion some empathy for what they're going through this could be stressful for them as well all right uh they don't know you just like you don't know them they don't know if you're a slumlord or a great landlord they don't know um you know what type of person you are are you going to be somebody that's yelling and screaming are you going to be somebody they, they just don't know who you are and so you you should keep that in mind uh when dealing with them okay um so what i recommend is uh after you close on the property send them a letter or contact them in some way shape or form uh and introduce yourself let them know who you are who your company is um let them know that you are the one that's that's uh, that recently took over the property. Let them know that, uh, you know, if they have any needs um, that they can call you at whatever your phone number is or what have you. If they have any maintenance requests, um, any lease related questions or anything, you know, if they have any questions about anything, feel free to contact me at such and such a number. All right. Um, that's really just establishing a relationship, um, at, you know, on a friendly basis. Um, again, rather that is in person or you're writing a letter, obviously I think in, in person would be, would be better if you have the time for that. Um, but I understand that not everybody has, has the time to, uh, to introduce themselves on a personal basis. Um, but, uh, that's pretty much all I have for you guys for today as it pertains to, um, uh, dealing with inherited tenants. I hope this was helpful. Um, as always, that's all I got for you guys for today. Thank you for your time. Make it a great day. Actually, before we go, um, I think I do need to say that if you decide to download my estoppel statement, understand this is what I use. Um, if you decide to use it, that's perfectly fine with me. You can use it just as it is, and that's perfectly fine with me. But understand that uh, you may want to have it reviewed by an attorney. I'm not an attorney. Again, this is what I use. Um, but uh, if you're going to use it in your business, you may want to have it reviewed by an attorney just to make sure that it covers all the bases. You should probably at least have an attorney, depending on what state you're purchasing in. You probably have an attorney or a title company that is uh, reviewing your transaction. So, uh, again, if you have an attorney, make sure they look over it. If you have a title company, make sure they look over it. I still recommend having an attorney look over it. But I need to put that out there so I don't get sued. Make it a great day.